Romeo wouldn't have used stilts. What do you do? Take his fucking sword and cut off her legs and be like, hey! It would have been very romantic. Then he could take a piece of her with him wherever he went. Sup? I'm Eli. And I'm Ian. And this is... Conspiracy Crasher! <laughs> Today we have a very special conspiracy, one which is very close to my heart, which, I, as you would all know if you knew me, this is absolutely the theory I've invested my whole life's work into. And by this, I mean I've, I've spent about an hour. It hit me very emotionally. Mm, absolutely. So in that rabbit hole I went down yesterday, I was like, I am not coming back from this. Yeah, no, like, if you guys want to know who the real devotee to this was, wasn't me. It was Eli over here, who's, like, I didn't even know it was legal to reach the 45th page of Google results. But Eli somehow, like, joined a cult in order to make it possible. I don't even know what brings you to the 45th page of a Google search, but Eli, man, for you guys. I didn't think there'd be anything after page, like, 30. I always think it's lying to me when it says, you know, 150 pages. There's no Right, I was like, no, it's Google. Like, absolutely not. But we've got page 45, okay? See, look, even Google doesn't want to go to page 45 of Google. We've got <laughs> conspiracy theorists of HIV. What? That Is that even matter. related to our theory? President Trump confirms men in black, which... Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. What the X-Files got wrong and right about the men in black. So in case you all haven't noticed, today's episode is going to be on... The Men in Black! Hey! Hey! There was a really good one I read called um, Harbingers of Paranoia. And it was a psychology essay about how, like, the fear of the unknown harbors such anxiety that, like, the only way people can deal with it is to create something that helps them understand it, even if what they've created makes it more scary or more intense, it at least gives someone something to hold on to. Mm, Interesting. That was really interesting in regards to this because it started in like the 50s. 47 was when the first thing came out about it. And so we're right out of World War II. Um, And so there's all this like aftermath of the war. There's still tensions because we're entering the space race, Cold War, Vietnam, all that shit is gearing up. So tensions are high. Like it was quite a time, but it's very interesting how something from that long ago of something that there's no like solid proof of is still something we talk about today. Although I did find like, while looking at it, the descriptions of them has changed a lot because it started and it seems like they were really intense. And I mean, I have to kind of blame the movies on it, but now it's kind of like a joke, you know? They're seen as these like goofy alien people instead of like what the quote unquote descriptions said about them. It was a comic and now Marvel owns it. So yeah, I feel like that makes sense. They should have been in Avengers. They might have already been. Ooh, and we'd never know. That's all I got from my deep dive. I mean, remember when the government in a, I think it was in a Spider-Man movie, you actually see them. I think it was the Spider-Man Homecoming, where the government sent in agents to go and clean up the alien mess left after the invasion in the Avengers. They're in a movie, therefore they must be real, right? That's how it works. Google said so. so. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Eli is Spider-Man. I'm just saying you've never seen him in the same room as me. Yeah. And I climb things, as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. All right, so enough with this dancing around the issue. Yeah, Let's get into the heart of this. 
We're talking today about the men in black, according to theory, a very secretive organization which goes around to hush up anyone who claims to have seen a UFO and attempts to spread that knowledge to the public, or at the very least, who poses a threat of exposing that knowledge. How do they get them to be quiet about it? Well, there's a few different methods that have been mentioned throughout history. Most of them involve some form of physical threat, where they'll either threaten people you know or your own life. However, there are other methods which aren't necessarily as physical and aren't necessarily as direct, but they're still threats. So you'll have people who will like ransack your house or stare at you uncomfortably for long periods of time from a black car. Uh, So they apparently have multiple methods of getting you to comply. I ask this obviously because I read it, but if someone stared at me for a long period from their car, Honestly, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a nosy fucker, but I'd walk over and be like, can I help you? Like, are you good? Like, do I know you? Like, why are you staring at me? I'm an idiot. And like, if someone broke into my house, I wouldn't get the message that it was about the UFO. If it was me getting stared at, I'd just assume it's because I'm gorgeous, okay? <laughs> Come on, guys. Not every sighting that's reported is, you know, an absolute confirmation of of existence. When taken in combination with certain other events preceding it and following it, some people are led to believe that these instances were indeed men in black. They threaten them, they threaten to like hurt their family and shit. And like, I read that they threatened to kill them, but then something else said that they will kill you. But how would we know this? Because if they killed you, you wouldn't be able to talk about like your experience with them. So therefore they don't kill you. Like, Well, it's one thing to threaten to kill someone. It's another to follow up with that. And of course, if anyone had been threatened to be murdered and then they tried to spill the secret and then they were murdered in the process, we wouldn't know. True. They'd be dead by then. They couldn't report their own murder. Oh, also, what do they normally wear? So, um, men in black, as you would expect, wear clown costumes, which is exactly what the 2016 clown panic was. It was actually just a series of men in black. Um, and if they're not in clown suits, they're, um, in skeleton costumes, right? Yeah. We've had a few zany stories about how men in black dress and look. In general, Men in black get their name because they wear dark colored suits. Particularly, they seem to hinge towards the uh, classic business suit uh, from the mid-1900s. I also saw that if it wasn't that, it tended to be an Air Force uniform. Yeah. At the very least, there's a strong connection between men in black sightings and formal business attire very dated yes the cars too that were like very old cars i think that's where the debate of if they're human or not comes from that the general impression i got is that the men in black in terms of outfitting gear all of it was designed to very much have a noir appeal and honestly you gotta give them props for that because that's sweet It also feels very, like, intimidation tactic because it's so official looking, to me at least. Like, if you come in in a suit, I'm gonna be like, okay, you know what you're talking about. I suppose that's easy for us college kids to say, but I'm sure, like, for most people who, you know, in their 30s who work white-collar jobs, a business suit isn't... I'm sure you get used to it, you know? You don't just see every co-worker in your office and be like, oh my god, that guy's so official. 
So we've talked enough for now about what the men in black are and what they do. But why are we even talking about the men in black right now? It wouldn't be an issue if the men in black were simply, you know, some sort of concept out in the open. But unfortunately, we have a few reported sightings which indicate that the men in black, rather than being a kind and beneficial organization, have some darker motivations, and we have plenty of stories showing some very negative interactions with them. So we start in 1947 at Maury Island, which is not far from Washington State, and a man named Harold Dahl was at the island. Um, I don't really know what he was doing at the island, but he was chilling on the island, and um, he was on a boat with his son and his dog when he claims to have seen a ufo three of them i believe about 150 feet in the air so pretty low and then one of them supposedly dropped to right above his head and when it dropped it started um raining metal and other debris and the raining metal supposedly killed his dog and gashed his son's arm but doll himself had no marking no injuries and upon his return, there was no dog with him either. So, was the son actually I can't injured? Find anything about the son on if the son was even actually there, if he even actually had a son. Nice. Um, which is a little fake, but he did manage to get photos of what happened. And in the photos, which were confirmed to not have been tampered with, you can see three glowing orbs. But we also know that glowing orbs can be anything from light reflecting from a camera flash. Just because it was not tampered with doesn't mean it's actually UFOs. But he showed these photos to his supervisor, um, whose last name is Chrisman, and he didn't believe him. After seeing the photos, he was like, no, these are fake. And so he went to Maury Island himself and went to the exact same spot that Harold was at and claims to have also seen a saucer. So there's two accounts now within like four months of each other of a UFO in one place. And then after that, it came out that Harold Dahl met the men in black the night after it happened. So right after, pretty much, there was a knock on the door. The men in black came in. It was only one man, though. Um, Usually, I think it's three. I heard two, actually. Okay. So they took him to a cafe, which also isn't in a lot of other accounts. And in this cafe, the man in black um, recounted what Dahl had experienced the night before, every detail of it as if he had been there as well. And all in all told him bad things happen if you speak of it and told him why he can't speak of it as like a scare tactic, I guess, but told him like the darkness of the UFOs, blah, blah, blah. He's obviously spoken of it because- We're here talking about it. Talking about his name if he hadn't spoken of it at some point. However, after coming forward with it, he mysteriously disappeared for a while. And then he came back and never spoke of what happened again. And I have a little more information on it, but I'm going to hold off on that one. There's a contradictory account of the status of his photos. In certain interpretations of this story, the photos were indeed genuine. However, the men in black fogged them over so that the UFOs were nondescript within the photo. This would mean that the photos would not be convincing evidence. I'm not sure if 
this would have happened before or after he showed the photos in theory to his boss, was it? So, so I'm not entirely certain on the details involving when the men in black actually, like where they fit into the timeline of in theory, me- possibly messing with the photos or not, right. depending on who's telling the story. That's interesting that you bring it up because in the 40s, a photo would have to be developed mm-hmm. before you could view it. And he's saying they came the day after this all happened. And for that to happen, he would have had to go that night to develop these pictures. So he would have had to be really fast acting on it himself. He wouldn't be able to have those pictures the next day. And so the tampering, while possible, doesn't add up with the majority of the timeline. I saw that too, and then kind of just brushed it off as nothing because it didn't match up historically with the timeline. But who's to say, you know? Do you have an account you want to talk about, or...? I didn't really come up with a comprehensive list of different accounts, because the issue I had with them is that most of the ones I found varied from each other in detail. There was one that did interest me. Okay. And it's a lot more recent. Uh, I believe this happened back in 2009. There was a sighting uh, near Niagara Falls, New York. There was a UFO sighting in New York uh, by a hotel like general manager and I believe one other employee to the same hotel and they reported a sighting of a massive UFO. Not a saucer like in our last theory we just discussed. Honestly, the best I could say is it remind the description reminded me a lot of like Star Destroyers from Star Wars. They were very triangular. So they they reported the UFO and there was a follow-up sighting I think the manager had a week later in a parking lot. Anyway, so they saw these UFOs and nothing really happened for seven months. And then seven months later, the general manager was out one day and the day he came back, the bellhop came and reported to him that two men had been looking for him and they were sort of odd looking and they were trying to approach him about some sort of government thing or a conspiracy of some sort. Mm -hmm. And the manager was like, yeah, that sounds kind of not like a thing. We're a hotel. We have people walking all the time. So we went to look in the footage and sure enough, two men in black suits who actually did look fairly similar in stature to each other walked in. This was important for two reasons. One is, at least in the uh, rest of the footage for the day, there hadn't been a whole bunch of people coming in pairs into the hotel. And the other thing to note is that reports following this uh, from other staff members on that shift uh, reported that the men were identical in appearance. And so the similarity of their statures helps to justify perhaps that aspect of the testimony. Right. And of course, it would be just that. It would just be a couple of nuts walking into a hotel asking if anyone had seen aliens the other day. If it hadn't been for the weird details, such as that they specifically asked for the manager and the other uh, employee who had indeed had this UFO sighting 
seven months earlier. Right. Not to mention that physically they looked very strange. They were reported to be hairless on their faces, no eyebrows, no eyelashes, very little hair, I believe, even on their heads in total. They described perhaps wigs connected to the hats. They spoke rather mechanically. I saw that a lot. Yeah. They apparently were identical to each other. So identical twins with the most horrible genetic issues ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And uh, they were also apparently very, very large. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is actually confirmed in the video footage from the hotel security camera where it's not perfect because it's grainy and the perspective's kind of off, but you can see a hotel worker passing by a door that they both walk through afterwards. And uh, you can sort of mark his height next to where the men walk through the door. Mm-hmm. And you can see that the the men in black, uh, the one closest to that side of the wall that the man was on, he hits above the mark that that the, other, that the hotel worker was at. Yeah. So needless to say, they are tall. Now, I mean, you can be a tall person too. That's, people can be tall. Actually, okay, off topic, but when am I not going off topic? Let's be real. Don't you think we'd have better security footage by now? Like, I'm, <sighs> technology is so good. Like, why are they still so grainy? Okay, okay, to be fair, this was 2009. Even digital stuff wasn't amazing 10 that's, years ago. That's true. When I said recent, I mean, it could have been two years ago, in which case, yeah, it would have been really really nice if we'd had better quality footage but this was 2009 the stuff wasn't great uh the other issue is that the reason why you tend to have really low frame security cameras and they don't do audio is because the memory storage demands for high definition and audio recording constantly for security and surveillance purposes is so extreme that most hotels don't want to invest enough money to afford all that video storage. So what is more efficient cost-wise is if someone's actually going to cause trouble in your hotel, you really just need enough footage to get a sort of positive ID on who it is. And so having just some some low-frame recordings with, you know, enough definition to make out general attire, height, you know, stature, once you're once you've got like a basic description, that's all most hotels need for security purposes Mm -hmm. and so to invest more money in higher resolution higher frame rate and including sound is unfortunately you know it's it's cost inefficient yeah okay that makes sense 2009. 2009, a great year in general. I don't remember 2009. Okay, in 2009, I, at like a Halloween festival, won back a honey cake that my mom had made and donated to this game that like if someone won, they would get like a treat. So I specifically went, played the game, won just to win back the cake my mom made. So for me, it was a great year. Was it a good cake? Oh, it was a great cake. There's a reason I, there's a reason I wanted it back. Okay. It's so bad. I still like will be like, yeah, it's like 2012, right? And like, that's how I know I'm getting old. I say that, you know, at 22, like I'm ancient. Wait a decade. Right, right. Good Lord. (laughs) All right. There was another appearance that I found really interesting and I wish I had written down the names, but I didn't. It was a group of three men that were pretty young. I want to say like late 20s. Okay. Who had claimed to see a UFO while on a camping trip. And when they got back from their trip, there was a man um, parked next to an old looking car that kind of mimicked an old police car. Um, But it was unmarked as a like cop car or anything. It was a black and white car, um, which would have mimicked the police cars in 1952, I believe. Interesting detail. Okay. 
I looked into it. Uh, it was part of my rabbit hole. Um, and he was dressed in the Air Force attire. And he would hang out in the doorway across the street from their apartment and just watch them 24-7. Never spoke to them, but was always there watching. And the three guys were too scared to like try and go over or find out what was happening. And so they got one of their friends to get close enough to take a picture. So that's all that happened. And the photograph is on the internet. It does circulate, but it's pretty blurry. And it was fairly recent. It was, I want to say, 2004. Okay. Um, but like at that point, I mean, I feel like costumes are a thing. It could be very posed. Um, and that's the issue with this is that you're dealing with only firsthand accounts. And then the blurriness of the photo, I mean, like what we were saying about 2009, um, the quality was even be- more to 2004. But also, if you're trying to take something quickly, there's yeah. a good chance it's blurry. If you're running away because you're scared, it's going to be blurry. If you're like me and your hands just shake naturally, it's going to be blurry. There's a lot of extra factors that go into it. But I thought that one was interesting because it was one of those cases where nothing happened. I do think parts of everything that they say is a little bit plausible, but the majority of it's not. But again, I'll get into that later. So we had the 47 sighting, and there was one more in the early 50s, and then it kind of died down until the 70s. And then that's when there was another huge uptick of it. Interesting. Now, let's talk about what was happening in the 70s, though. Like, 70s was psychedelics, hippie movement. We just landed on the moon, so space race is still happening. Cold War is still happening. And so that goes into the the psychology of the paranoia and looking for answers. At that same time, that's when the comet came out. And so it makes sense that there would have been a spike in it around the same time as it's being put back in the media. And then it became particularly very popular in the early 2000s, which again, didn't the first movie come out early 2000s? I think so, yeah. Um, I'm surprised I don't know when that movie came out. 1997 and then 2002. So again, it makes perfect sense. Every time there's a film or a comic, it's being put back into the media, which then is being put back into other people's minds. So you're dealing with that. However, there's been some really interesting cases of it being reported by government officials, Air Force officials, and like at people of actual rank. Yeah. And that's what struck me. And I went into that a lot because I was like, well, that's unusual because now it's a firsthand account from someone on the inside. So the first one is we're going to go way back to 52. His name is Albert Bender. Hmm. Um, He formed the um, International Flying Saucer Bureau after his... Did it have international influence? I'm assuming. But as soon as it was formed, it was met with almost immediate success. Oddly enough, a year later... It was shut down. And when asked why, he said it was due to declining health after three men turned his life into a nightmare and showed him the terrible reality behind the aliens and the UFO. And so that really triggered the paranoia behind everything. I mean, that was the first time a complete description was given of the men in black by an official. And the IFSB shut down and then kind of reemerged about six years later. And he was head of it when it reemerged for one month before he died. And it was a very odd death, like very sudden, very mysterious. So that's the first instance of someone who has a position of power.
Hey, Grandma, guess what? I made a podcast. Oh, Peggy Sue, that's great. What's a cast slot? Is it for your Tic Tacs? You can listen to stories on it. And like an audiobook? One time, my boyfriend sent me an audiobook. Those were the days. No, it's different. It's super easy. I use this app called Anchor. This one is about conspiracy theories. Like how everyone believes the Earth is round? Um, sure. <laughs> I don't want you to spend all your pennies on this Anchor thing. Actually, with Anchor, it's free. I've already made money on my first two. Where can I listen to this past pod? Anchor distributes it for me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You know what they say, an apple a day keeps the podcast to stay. Grandma, you said it right, podcast. What? I said Laudplast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The second was in 1978, a group of young men in the Air Force um, reported seeing UFOs on one of their like missions. And it got brushed off pretty quickly as like, oh, they were, it was late, they're tired, they're seeing things like, and a lot of times... with Air Force especially, it was brushed off like that. However, shortly after that, all three men um, that had claimed it fell very ill and said they were being visited by these men. Although one of them claimed they were women, not men. That's Mm -hmm. the only account I found where it wasn't men. They all had the same description other than gender of what they looked like. Um, And this was the first one where they said they had um, glowing eyes and were really tall and bald. but the glowing eyes was that was the first account of that. Um, you know, this this is actually like the first positive report I've seen of them of like the Men in Black organization, because I mean it's a really strong example that we need in the modern day of you know a field that is generally male dominated dominated but is not female exclusive. Yeah. Thank God, at least a few of these men in black were actually women in black. Yes. Progressive even back then. Absolutely. Uh, um, and the next one was interesting because this was a public statement made by one of the heads of a government agency, which was not allowed to be named. Okay. Um, he, I can say he was a Pentagon spokesman for Project Blue Book. Mm-hmm. But his quote upon a number of upticks of cases from Air Force pilots and cops, particularly on their like overnight shifts, had caused them to look into it, which was what Blue Book was as a project. You should look into it. It's really interesting. The direct quote is, we have checked a number of these cases and these men are not connected with the Air Force anyway. It has never been within the line of duty of any government agency to threaten a private citizen or to enter his home without a warrant. No government agent is empowered to demand surrender of property by any law-abiding citizen. Though we know these men are out here, we don't know who they are. They will be found and they will be stopped. It is a federal offense. And so, though we know these men are out there, that's what struck me. But, yeah, people are out there who break into people's house. So then after that, they kind of became known as silencers, um, the men in black. It kind of became another term for them. Silence, um, the silence group um, is now the name for evil entities, both extraterrestrial and other terrestrial that work to thwart the emergence of truth. First of all, what the fuck is other terrestrial? 
an unfortunate synonym for extraterrestrial. Like, I'm non-binary, am I other terrestrial? <laughs> no. I mean, terrestrial simply refers to, you know, creatures that, that inhabit a particular terrain. Right. So extraterrestrial means to inhabit, pl- inhabit terrains outside of our particular uh, ecosystem. So yeah. outside of Earth. So other terrestrial, I assume, is just a lamer synonym. Like it's the uneducated. It's like when I can't think of a word. And so like I'll call the dishwasher the plate washer. Like they couldn't think of the word extra. The one thing I will say is that choosing the word other terrestrial helps to distinguish from the cultural association of extraterrestrial with alien. That's fair. That's fair. Perhaps it was an intentional odd word choice to sort of divide the classification specifically from implying it. But then why would they use both extra and other? Perhaps that, well, that might even actually lend to the idea. Perhaps one statement is referring to more open possibilities, and then the, the other, which uses the word extraterrestrial, more specifically is looking at the alien possibility. Yeah, okay. So those were like the big ones though, however, that I looked into in the US. Okay. It appeared to me that like most of the reports in the United States were civilian reports. Yeah. However, there were a couple in New Zealand that were um, officials there that reported it. Yeah. And unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of information I could find on it. Um, as far as New Zealand, but it was really interesting to see that the reports are worldwide and not just the U.S. because I think, if I can edit that out later, um, I think the majority of the sightings that were claimed were in the U.S. Because even the Niagara Falls one, was that on the Canadian side or the U.S.? Uh, Niagara Falls, New York. So, I mean, I could really only find that one as far as outside of the U.S., and then one other, which isn't the men in black at all, actually, but the men in gray. And now the men in gray are actually people who do work for the government. They are real. They're com- confirmed to be real. It's not anything past. I assume they have some better name beyond men in gray? Yes. But the men in gray are government officials who look for conventional explanations behind the UFO sightings. So, like, say I was like, oh my god, there was a UFO in fucking Tulip Hill, Texas, and it was 400 feet in the air, but I couldn't see the color of it. It was just really shiny. They're going to go and look into it and be like, yeah, so there was a hot air balloon that took off in the area that day, um, you know, 100 feet away from where you claim to have seen this UFO. Conventionally, it's more likely that it's that hot air balloon. And so their entire job is to basically debunk the sightings and say like, no, that was a rocket re-entering. Oh, no, that was a meteor shower. No, that was a hot air balloon, etc. However, there have been claims that the men in black are part of the men in gray. And like their job is if they can't prove it, that it's something else to go in then and threaten them. But again, that's all just the claims behind it. Okay. We'll put it out there that the men in gray is a real thing in regards with the UFOs and thwarting the experience, I guess, of it, saying, like, no, this isn't what it was. It's, so it sounds to me like they're less, like, specifically an anti-UFO 
organization and more like an anti-misinformation organization. To keep the information... Factual. Yeah, which is good, I think. But of course, we're going to very quickly turn it and be like, oh, they're trying to hide stuff from us. Cause, But that was like the last like big things. Um, now, I know like commonly it is reported that weird things happen after UFO sightings. Like people get really sick or people wake up and there's like a spoon shaped chunk of skin missing. Like weird things are reported to have happened, but also it's still all firsthand evidence. I did a little bit of research which sort of overlapped with yours. For example, in Project Blue Book, I think something worth noting is while you are correct that the statement released was from people involved with Project Blue Book, that the actual conclusions of Project Blue Book somewhat disagree. Most of the sightings themselves were confirmed to be misinterpreted natural phenomenon like clouds and sunlight. Furthermore, all of the sightings which were confirmed to be unidentified were nonetheless not interpreted as threats to national security. In other words, heavily suggests no alien involvement within even the phenomenon which were unidentified. So while the statement may mention that there are these men going around threatening people not to tell about the UFOs, the conclusions of the project implies that these people are charlatans, that there was no UFO, at least with an alien implication, to scare people away about. Correct. Um, So I'm just going to put that out there. They may have said it, but they also said that the UFOs were hoaxes. So I'm just going to give the government some credit here. Never. Um, (laughs) So I found this little piece of evidence right here. Mm-hmm. Remember that first story I told you? Yeah. Um, Harold Dahl? Yep. And his dog? Yeah, so Dahl admitted in 1968 that he made the entire thing up. However, you did mention that Dahl disappeared. Yes, and that was right after he came back that he said he made up the entire thing. Okay. I think that's just 100% evidence of abduction and body doubles, mm-hmm. if you ask me, but oh. that's, that's just me. Um, but no, I mean, I think I thought that was really interesting that like right after his disappearance, he was like, nope, the entire thing was fake. Just kidding. Like, to me, I'm like, that lends itself very well to the whole idea behind he was shut up. Um, and of course, you know, no proof for or against if that's actually what happened, because that would be We're too- about 100 years too late to look into it ourselves. Yeah, it'd be too easy to have that information. But I did find that little tidbit and was like, huh, because there's two very different possibilities to that particular idea that like it did or didn't happen if what he saw is true or if he really did just get bored and decide to fuck some shit up, you know, Um, because that's something I would do. Yeah, I thought that was a little different from a lot of the other stories of like, and then they disappeared and never came back, blah, blah, blah. Like this made it a little more feasible, for lack of a better word. Still very, very unlikely. But um, that was kind of all I had as far as actual accounts of anything. If it is a hoax, right? Yeah. We have the government people stepping forward and being like, these people are out there. So let's go on the terms that this is a complete hoax. Why would you perpetrate a hoax? Okay, so if the men in black entirely 
were a hoax, as in there was never a person approached by an actual men in black, man in black, then I think there's a couple interesting options for why they would perpetuate the hoax. I actually discussed this with my dad a while ago, which is that if you do illegal weapons testing and someone notices this illegal weapons test and they happen to misinterpret it as an alien UFO, the government has a couple options there once that hits the local news. You can either admit to doing illegal weapons testing. Never an ideal situation. You can also run with it and say, oh yeah, there. that's very strange. It's almost as if aliens are among us. And then in that way, the conspiracy theory about aliens and even about men in black showing up helps distract any media attention from the possibility that the government itself was involved in something they shouldn't have. So it's like a tactic to distract. Exactly. If you think about it, the easiest way to shut someone up about something you don't want them to look at is to just leave them with their own misinterpretation of it. Yeah, okay. That's how parents get away with telling things to their kids all the time. Oh, parents. We love them. Gotta have them. You, you do have to have them. You can quote me on that. So was there anything in these that did seem plausible to you at all? It depends on how you define plausible. That certain interactions between people happened, yeah, some of these interactions seem entirely plausible. Um, Being able to identify these people as agents of a secret organization, none of that is directly supported by the evidence in any way. Like, a lot of people will take pictures of men in black suits and claim this is evidence men in black exist. The problem being... A man who happens to turn to look at you while dressed in black isn't necessarily an evil agent out to murder you for what you think you saw while you were high in the desert. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure it's a dead giveaway, but they are. That's the issue with a lot of the evidence put forward is that even if the actual encounters with the men in black were true, it doesn't validate the identities of the men in black as legitimate operatives of an organization. I agree. So, I mean, for me, the one thing that seemed plausible, probably to an extent larger than it should be, Mm -hmm. is that the government would use an agency to hide some info. Yes. I don't know if it would be plausible with the men in black or just like... In general, yeah, the government's going to hide things. Well, that's tricky, because in general, the government can't hide things. It's only actually the exceptions that wind up being classified, which I think a lot of people forget, is that, I mean, we do have the Freedom of Information Act. Like, legitimately, the government cannot classify most information, which is why you get to know ahead of time what the president's agenda is in the White House. If the president himself can't hide his agenda from the public, it's pretty safe to say most things aren't hidden from the public. The point is, there are certain particular things, especially secret military operations, which are classified, which reminds me vaguely of this idea I had where the military testings that were discovered accidentally by public and misinterpreted would be propagated as, you know, conspiracy theories and allowed to distract away. You know, I'm just saying, I agree. And that's exactly why I think 
the most plausible way to explain the men in black being a hoax is that the government likes it remaining as a hoax. Mm-hmm. It's a useful hoax. It's a tool. Okay. Which is ironic because that means that the real conspiracy behind the conspiracy theory is the government not wanting us to look at what they're actually hiding. And we're not going to get into that today. So the whole like government idea that they they're just a part of it trying to hide information, whatever. A lot of people believe that it is a private agency funded by the government, that it is men in black. It's the aliens um, being funded by the government, which goes into like the whole like Area 51 shit and everything that we're not going to do right now. But I just thought that in itself was an interesting notion. And to me felt very Area 51, very MK Ultra. I mean, this is awful, but like a way to blame someone else for hiding the information. It is. I'm just going to say, yet again, Area 51, well known with conspiracies for involvement with aliens. And what is Area 51's official, official job description? To test secret military Air Force weapons. I'm just saying, if you see a creepy flying disc in the sky that explodes and disappears out of nowhere, and you jump to the conclusion of UFO, you're doing Area 51 half its job. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. I do want to talk a tiny, tiny bit of some of the assumptions of what the Men in Black are. As with a lot of other different aspects of the Men in Black conspiracy theory, there are not, like, unified descriptions of what a Men in Black, a Man in Black, I should say, should look like. They come in different forms, they're mostly identified by their behavior uh, rather than by their appearances. So with that in mind, Eli, what can these men in black look like? Let's get this whole nice wardrobe array. Here we go. Skeleton costumes. Oh, really? Skeleton costumes? I can't, I can't think of a more inconspicuous thing. Like if I wanted to keep my organization secret, I would dress every operative 24-7 in skeleton costumes. I'm going to go back real quick. We're joking about the skeleton costumes for anyone who's a little lost on our sarcasm. Um, Mine especially, I'm very dry. I was on the web last night researching and ended up reading YouTube comments on a video about the (laughs) Men in Black. And someone on the comments flat out said, oh, I've encountered them. They were in my house in skeleton costumes. And I got on my floor and just felt very calm. So that's why we're joking about them being in skeleton costumes. We don't believe that these people exist necessarily, let alone in skeleton costumes. Just putting that out there. A little sad that I have to put that out there. We're not saying they couldn't wear skeleton costumes. We're just saying that this is literally the only report we've ever heard where men in black were implied to wear skeleton costumes. Don't get me wrong, if I could wear a skeleton costume to work, I would. I mean, if every day was spooky, scary skeleton day at the office. I would love my job. Who wouldn't? So aside from the skeletons, they're pretty much always seen, as we said earlier, in either military Air Force type uniforms or suits instead. Always very dark colored. Um, There's different accounts on whether or not they have hair or if they're completely hairless. Doesn't matter. Like, I don't see why that would matter personally. Like, so 
I think the reason it matters is because, the, and this is, a, this is relevant, a relevant point. One of the other concerns with how the men in black appear, some people say they're just dudes. They're literally just human guys who are interacting with. Others report they kind of might be robotic mm-hmm. because they talk in a very, like a lot of people, We'll have varying speech patterns where we'll all of a sudden start talking a little faster when we're getting excited. And then we'll slow down to talk about different points, to really emphasize things. And they say that the men in black have very static, unchanging speech patterns, which are very monotone. And so they say that implies that the men in black are robotic or perhaps aliens themselves. In which case, if the men in black were either robotic or alien, it would make sense why they wouldn't necessarily have as much facial hair or hair on the tops of our heads. Which brings me immediately into possibilities, not of what they look like necessarily, because we've talked about that possibility of glowing eyes, varying sizes, whether they're really, really tall, kind of like humans, something's a little off. So that brings the first um, theory of what they are is androids. And this is in a large part due to the behavior, woo, voice crack, hello, to the behavior that you just described, the monotone kind of lack of emotion overall. Now, I don't see this with the android theory, but the outdated cars, how outdated everything is. For me, that makes more sense with the alien theory. And I think the big reason that that's talked about is the supernatural features that come up of the glowing eyes, the extreme height. I don't know if we actually touched enough on some of the supernatural examples of what they can actually do. Just to give you guys like a quick rundown, most of what we talked about is like general discussions of sightings and general appearances. We haven't really talked much about like what these guys do. As mentioned before, like for Doll's photographs, it's rumored that they fogged them over, which means they had the ability to tamper with a photograph just by waving their hands over it. So that's weird. They've also been known to literally vanish and appear out of nowhere with their cars. So like invisibility or possibly teleportation devices. Uh, They've been shown to uh, have certain telepathic abilities. They've been shown to be able to make materials appear in your pockets and then have them disappear and fly, but supernatural stuff is somewhat affiliated with like men in black. And um, particularly the idea of them telepathically showing you what's gonna happen if you do speak about it. Altering your memory, using scare tactics to show you why you shouldn't speak about it. I saw somewhere that they only come if you're talking openly about it. They don't just like come to everyone who saw it. That's why there's not reports from every person who's seen a ufo but they do say that when they come they say that um if they continue to speak out it will start the war of the worlds i love that book by the way it's such a great book it really is again i don't know how talking about seeing a ufo would start a war yeah not, not gonna lie um i think people overestimate the significance of a single person's testimony at the end of the day we're very insignificant We're one of the smallest planets in our solar system, just saying. Oh, yeah. There's different types of aliens. Um, They think they're particularly um, the greys. If you think alien, what do you picture, Ian? 
I mean, there's only two that I'm really familiar with, and they're both the movies, okay? I'm either thinking Alien from Alien, mm-hmm. which is odd because that alien wasn't even, like, designed after other ideas of aliens. It was just designed to be creepy. Yeah. Uh, and E.T., and I'm guessing that the Greys are probably more on the E.T. side than the alien-alien side. Um, a little, yeah. I mean, the easiest way to describe it is, like, you know, the gray aliens, like, with the big eyes. Like, if you went and, like, Google, like, clip our alien, it's gonna have the long head. The so, like, the ones that are on our channel's description? Yeah, like... The big black eyes, super, super super long. You know, you guys, you should really, like, maybe you should go check out our merch, buy yourselves a shirt, and then you can take a nice close look and look at the drawings we have of the the aliens, and you can see what they look like. So that's a a professional recommendation. You should buy our merch just so you can analyze this. Not a shameless plug-in at all. No, no, I'm helping them do their own investigation, okay? not about us so that's a gray (laughs) okay then the other assumption of what they would be is a hybrid a hybrid okay to say they're a hybrid would mean that the aliens had to have been on earth already and not just been on earth but got down and dirty with some people okay so they're a crossbreed yes like it would have to be some like alien orgy person gets pregnant or alien gets pregnant and now they have a baby who's part alien and part person. Interesting. And that's the more common belief as far as the alien theory. True. Unless an alien can just like look at something and be like, you are now pregnant. Um, I mean, they are telepathic. So. Right. But like procreation of some form would have had to happen for that, which would mean I feel like aliens would be on like mainstream. We've all experienced it. Thing. Most people who are approached by spies 90% of the time, they don't know that they were dated by a spy. Right. And that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not about to say it's not possible for someone to go around claiming to be human who isn't. I'm going to say, in order to do that convincingly, the entire species would have to train to be very covert while in- interacting with humans. But I'm not going to say the endeavor itself is entirely impossible. See, and that's when you should go to our website and read our bios, because it is unconfirmed if I'm human or not. No, I do think, um, and I mean, if we're going to take that route, though, if like aliens are among us, but they've taught themselves how to appear human, are they like in training to not be so monotone and like... We're starting to sort of find our way to the second portion of our video i've been trying to hold back to really like we're there okay we're there okay hey bro hey bro awesome bro take yeah man i hoped you noticed i got it from phoenix fit like the bird no it's spelled fnx fit fuel for greatness oh yeah man you are pretty great you know i've totally heard of them i get my protein powder from them Dude, bro, you use protein powder? That's why you look so good. Man, thanks, bro. Dude, I'm looking at the website right now. They donate a gallon of clean water to parts of the world that don't have it, 
every time you make a purchase. Well, bro, that's so beautiful. Just like our romance, dude. I love you, bro. No, I love you, bro. Use the code CRASHER with a capital C for 15% off every purchase at fnxfit.com. So now is the point where we drop the pretense of just being entirely for this theory. And we're going to reveal that, unfortunately, Ian the Android is always a skeptic. So, And although I'm not always a skeptic, this is bullshit. Sorry. <laughs> so now we're going to start talking more about not necessarily that it isn't possible that this theory is, you know has some plausibility to it. We're going to be talking simply about how logically there's lots of things about this organization and how it's supposed to operate that doesn't add up. Yeah, there's a lot of plot holes. Now that we're finally officially here and not dancing around it, Eli, why don't you finish your thought about uh, them being crossbreeds and training to blend in? Yeah, so like the crossbreed idea would mean that aliens have been among us for a while in order to procreate and continue procreating and appear undetected as being something else. And so the fact that a lot of the Men in Black descriptions describes them as being monotone, robotic, one of the telltale signs that they're not human is the way they talk. That discredits the entire theory of them being hybrids because it instantly sets them apart from humans by their demeanor, basically. So first rule of being a spy is contrary to belief not to don a ninja costume, but actually to be as entirely mundane as you can. Contrary to a lot of popular representations, a spy does not want to have a signature look or even a signature name. The purpose of actually going into some sort of operation stealthily is to appear so ordinary that no one would expect that you have some subversive plot in your mind. So for aliens trying to blend in and gather information, the worst possible way to do that would be to act strangely around humans. Because even if it doesn't immediately point out you're an alien, it immediately draws attention to people that you are different. Right. And like, I don't know about you, but I question everything as it is. I'm weirded out because the things they talk about and the way they talk about them are strange. It doesn't mean I think he's an alien, but it does mean I'm not comfortable talking to him and I'm not as likely to genuinely present anything I think or feel. Mm -hmm. And if you're gathering information as an alien or even trying to discourage the spread of information as an alien, it doesn't help if you immediately put the people you're talking to on edge. Yeah, if you don't want to draw attention to yourself as being something else. Yeah. Like that kind of discredits the entire hybrid theory, in my opinion. That's an instant like, and down the drain we go. That's not it. I personally do not believe it. We're still making a generous assumption there that the MIB are a real thing. We're simply asking whether or not the MIB are aliens. I'm going to jump back to um, the greys and say for almost the same reason that we just said the standard idea of a hybrid is not real is because of um, the monotone they wouldn't want to stand out. I'm going to say the same thing about the greys because even if they only show up when something happens, it's going to be more people than the person you're targeting who sees it. If you see something like that, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to be silent. I can guarantee in today's world, you're going to pull out your fucking cell phone and take a picture so fast. There's going to be a lot of documentation of it. So I think that pretty quickly, pretty easily 
discredit the idea of them being alien at all. So you can. So with that as a nice warm up, what do you say we take off kid gloves and uh, tackle the MIB overall as even existing? Go for it. You start. Okay. First thing I want to point out is that in any general organization, there tend to be centralized processes that the organization follows in order to get things done. In other words, you have like a set of standard procedures. Even among the theories we've just discussed today, and there are many more, there is no standard procedure used in all of them. And the situations in which these men in black approach people are not all that different, so that there would be so many varied responses to the same exact situation implies disorganization. Even if these men in black were real, they wouldn't be centralized and they wouldn't have a common goal necessarily. But beyond that, the procedures that they do agree upon are largely ineffective for what they're reportedly trying to achieve. Right. All the reports we have talk about suppression, about the goal of keeping people from saying what they saw and what they think it means about UFOs in particular. But the problem is, as we've mentioned earlier in this video, if we're talking about it, the suppression didn't work. Furthermore, when, when we talk about the, when we, if you'll recall, there were threats made in theory to people who would come out with their theories. Aside from the single instance of Dahl, where there was an odd disappearance and he came back and he changed his tune really quick. Aside from Dahl, none of the others that we've talked about actually suffered any consequences for their story getting out. Dahl, who's disappeared and then came back and was <clears throat> like, just kidding guys, I made it up. Very well could be just that because he was the first. I mean, as I recall, part of the thing that was going on there was he was annoyed with media attention that was being brought to him. Right. His story is he wanted to report it. He didn't want to have to spend hours in FBI interrogations and like have to walk outside to newspaper reporters at his doorstep every day. So part of his disappearance might have been he just didn't care anymore. He wanted to get away from it all. And then when he came back, he decided, okay, guys, it was a hoax. I didn't mean for it to go this far. Please leave me alone. Like he was over it. It doesn't yes. necessarily mean he actually disappeared. Um, he disappeared from the media, but he very well could have permitted out, quarantined at his home for a while. Like, fuck this, I'm done. You know, the disappearance itself is not entirely suspicious, given the circumstances that he was really annoyed with how much time it took out of his day to deal with people asking about aliens. There's also the theory that they're monsters from the planet Kha'Zix. And where is this planet Kha'Zix? In another galaxy. Really? Could they could they point it out on the star charts? Because we have all the all the planets like numbered. Yeah, no, nothing on the star charts. They're from like somewhere else entirely. Ah, nice, nice. Not our universe. We love precision here on Conspiracy Crashers. So with the vague notion that they are from an other planet. Like an undiscovered planet in some other universe. Like not even okay. ours. Like, oh, not even in our universe. Well, I guess not okay. in a galaxy or whatever guys a monster from another planet is literally the definition of an alien we've already covered this next <laughs> um next is that they're actors playing a scam that has already been confirmed at least in a few cases yes so like on such a large scale probably not but at least in a few circumstances 
Yeah, totally. We've had confessions from people saying, yeah, we, we dressed up as men in black to fuck yeah. with people. There's claims that there's actually only three of them. And like, that's that whole claim. And like, aliens, the, whole, the whole claim is there's only three men in black. Only three. Jumping into like, sure, they're real, whatever. We're going to say they're real. And there's only three. How are they going around the world then? And Well, that? as you pointed out, they may not have to go around the world because for whatever reason, all the UFO sightings are concentrated in the U.S. Yeah. Even so, that's a long road trip to make in a 1950s Cadillac. So I mean, debunked just from that alone. The next is that they're government agents, which we've talked about a little bit. They pose as government agents. They are impersonating government agents. Yes. To get the um, attention off of people who are paranormal investigators to make them less credible. I see a lack of motive here. I mean, the only motive would be to, like, take the attention off of the, like, UFO believers, discredit them. But I feel like they're already just discredited by society so much in general that, like, why would... Yeah, I, I was about to say, like, you don't need to hire the government to do that. People do that already. We literally make fun of the tinfoil hat guys all the time in, in society. Like, nah. I'm going to start coming in in a tinfoil hat now. I'll appreciate it. The, the viewers won't. Uh, we'll have to do a Facebook Live one of these days yep. just so people can stream and see our faces. Yes. Well, see, I was going to say if we're ever lucky enough to, like, tour. You'll have to get, like, good enough fake skin to cover my mechanical body so they won't catch on that I'm just an android. I'm going to have to get um, a better shapeshifter because right now my purple skin might be a giveaway. Yeah, I mean, it's hard enough getting a nice voice going, but then the rest is just so hard to simulate on top of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, God, my voice cracking, it's not because I'm going through my second puberty that I should have gone through when I was 13. It's because my voice modulator is failing. It's tough out here for non-humans. Non oh, it's so hard. No, if we're ever lucky enough to tour, I'll wear a Heck yeah. for every single show. Sure. That's a promise right there. I'll do it. All right. What's our next little short idea? Um, that they are related to the New World Order and the Majestic Twelve. Who are the Majestic Twelve? The Majestic Twelve is a society of 12 different species that were once part of the Illuminati, but have now branched off from the Illuminati because they're more powerful than the Illuminati. So they like branched off to be like, we're better than you, so we're going to take over the world. Um, with that theory, they're at war with the Illuminati. If they were, they would have more than three agents. Mm -hmm. gonna, gonna remind everyone of that. This, this is an overarching problem for every theory involving the men in black. If the men in black have such good resources and or supernatural powers, if the men in black actually have either supernatural powers or superhuman technology of some sort, I don't see why they have done such a consistently bad job of censoring alien stories in the press. Mm -hmm. And censoring all these people who come out saying they've seen aliens. They have failed in just about every regard. Every sighting of a man, of a man in black is accompanied with a story that we can talk about right now about seeing the men in black and having them tell them, hey, you'd better not tell them about us. If I was to shut people up, I would do it by wiping their memories or disappearing them. I have a sword. I'll just use that. Legitimately would be better. Like, if people start getting beheaded 
whenever they claim to see UFOs, no one's going to think aliens. They're going to think serial killer of some sort, some guy with an actual like motivation. So like legitimately so many better ways to shut people up about UFOs and and aliens than to just say, don't do it. Everyone who has ever been told they would be killed if they said anything about UFOs survived. No one was ever killed for it. No. No one was, even to my knowledge, harmed for it. It was a threat. These guys are really part of a super powerful organization of aliens intent on world domination. They really wouldn't have the kind of, they would have so much power they wouldn't have to ask people nicely to not talk about it. Also, I'm sorry, if these are the people that want to dominate our world. <laughs> okay, the other thing I'm going to point out, if you have the power to dominate Earth, you also have the power to dominate the non-inhabited planets much more easily. If you want to test your flying saucers, do it where we can't see it. Yeah. Then you don't have to shut us up afterwards. Go to Pluto. Go to Mars. Oh, but Pluto's so neglected. I mean, granted, we've had rovers and satellites and stuff that could have seen some things, but there are definite blind spots to what we can look at. And so, like, you've had a lot of time, aliens. Up your game. You haven't done it. Do better. If you're this powerful, you're very stupid. Yeah. And that gives me no reason to fear you. Exactly. Going off of that, that also completely debunks the New World Order theory. Same reasons, yeah. If you have all this power and, and influence, you're using it in New such world. a way that it renders you useless. Yeah, and so that leaves us with one last idea of what they are. And it's my personal favorite, I think. And not for believability. There's the theory that the men in black are Satan. <laughs> so re- returning to what we just said about how no one has ever actually suffered a threatened penalty for talking about aliens or the men in black, Satan likes doling out punishment, especially to people who don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. If the men in black were Satan, everyone who defied them would be dead, right? And they aren't. If the men in black are Satan, then damn, Satan's a pretty chill guy. He takes you to a cafe and talks you up for a bit. Right. Like, we're going to go to a cafe and I'm like, hey, so you saw me last night. And um, did, did it? Did that particular story say if the men in black paid? No. Did they cover the bill? I don't think so. Ah, oh, that sucks. Like, we're going to take you across the street to this really nice diner and I'm going to order a shit ton of pancakes and leave you with the bill. But also, hey, did you see me last night doing that thing that I probably shouldn't have been doing on earth i should probably be doing it on another planet um don't tell anyone about it because i'm the devil and i'm gonna um fuck you up if you tell people so just don't tell them okay my biggest question is if if it's the devil doing this why is the devil obsessed with people not knowing about aliens and ufos right the devil wouldn't if anything that knowledge being revealed would increase human panic and chaos and probably increase global violence. Right. Which would be exactly what the devil would want. Especially if we're going to go into, like, War of the World. Yeah, like, if anything, public knowledge of aliens and the threat they could pose to human human life, those are exactly the kinds of things Satan would be working ever so hard to get out. There's already so much fear around the unknown as it is to have it confirmed. Yeah, so unless Satan is working against his own interests as we know them, no. Maybe Satan is truly like the real MVP here. Yeah, so that's the last one and that really just is kind of automatically discredited. As you guys can tell, there are sort of motifs that we can rely on logically that imply that the men in black don't function as described. Primarily, if they did do it that way, they'd be doing terrible jobs. 
first of all, if you want to persuade someone to keep a secret, it requires some sort of bond of trust. Even in interrogations, that's how that works. Torture methods have been historically proven very ineffective because if you torture someone long enough, they will agree to anything you want them to say, whether or not it is true. Uh, so torture is actually a really easy way to get false confessions most often used for a false confession. If the men in black are real, and like there's a group of them out here doing shit this way, which would probably go against all of their training, they would get fired so fast, it wouldn't be 40 years of history of these yeah. people just showing up and be like, hey, don't do this. There's nothing going for them. So overarching logic motif number one, MIB are literally the worst agents ever. They have, to my knowledge, not completed a single mission. <laughs> Everyone they've tried to shut up just got more news attention as a result of them trying to shut them up. Horrible way to run your agency. Second big thing, lapses in history. If the MIB were this omnipresent force, as some people seem to think they are, where they're just everywhere, wherever there's an alien sighting, then it doesn't make sense why there was such a drop in activity for the MIB, at least reportedly, uh, in several periods in history even when alien sightings didn't diminish. Yeah, that's the big thing, is that, like, alien sightings very rarely diminish. Yeah. If the MIB were not out of a job, why weren't they doing their jobs in, like, several periods of history? Right. The other question I have to say is, they're an organization mm -hmm. of some sort. An organization running operations requires the means to run a project. These guys drive 1950s Cadillac. Do they buy gas? There is a paper trail for a transaction with a gas station. Yeah. There's a transaction recorded when you buy a 1950s Cadillac. The clothes they wear are a transaction that's traceable. The things they bring with them are a transaction that's a traceable. And it all adds up to a bill a big bill, probably, that this organization should be paying, but somehow noticeably isn't. So the third main motif here is an organization can't work without funding, and funding is something that a secret organization doesn't have. Um, Makes no, it's... <laughs> No, it's really just an improv troupe having a grand old time. Men in Black is truthfully the world's best improv troupe. I'd believe it. That's all I have on it. We've broken down about as much as we can here. There are so many inconsistencies within the organization itself, within its history, within its activities. There's nothing between two different, you know, given sightings of the Men in Black. No two actually match up perfectly with one another. There are no consistent sightings. If nobody can agree on the color of the sun, we're probably not seeing the sun. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, and I mean, simple as that. It doesn't line up well enough. And like, we have a history of descriptions. And even looking back at that, the descriptions now can't match the old ones that are publicly on record. So like, come on, guys. Weird? Yes. Just a movie for us to enjoy? Most likely. Like, great comment, great movie. They've done a great job bringing attention to it. Um, I don't know if this is the way they wanted attention brought to it. Unfortunately, it is a rather weak theory because it relies on a complete absence of means, motive, and opportunity. But hey, good marketing attempt. We just had a sort of inadvertent example of us doing a really quick rundown of problems in different variants of a theory. Like you presented a whole bunch of different ideas about who and what the men in black are, and we very quickly went over 
why we don't think those could work. As I recall, that's similar to the format we were thinking of doing for the mini episodes. Yes. So guys, would you be interested in seeing more of that? Because there are all sorts of really easy conspiracy theories that we can very quickly dismiss with just like, you know, 30 seconds of talking about it logic. Most of them aren't, but a lot of them, we've got some quickies and some freebies. So if you guys would be interested in a mini episode format, why don't you let us know about it? Surprise, we might be doing minis. <laughs> there you go. Announced just like that, done. I guess if you hadn't seen our little uh, donation site, you wouldn't know. Unfortunate, you know, you guys, you should go check out our Patreon just to see what these mini episodes we're talking about. And I mean, I can give you some like quick examples of mini episodes that we've been thinking about. Um, yeah, let's give them. Stephen King killed John Lennon. Nice. Um, Avril Lavigne died and was replaced. Elvis mm. Presley is still alive. Oh, that's a tasty one. Prince Charles is a vampire. Mm -hmm. Chemicals in water turn frogs gay. That's the true gay agenda. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> So they finally found a cure for straightness. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Everyone go drink the water. Um, won't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of what the minis will be. These like little, they're goofy, they're fun, but they're very quick to debunk. And like, we want to get to talk about these because they're some of the most entertaining theories, I think. Yeah. Because of the bizarreness, but there's not enough to go on it for a full episode. Please write us if that's something y'all want to see. Um, yeah, you got a nice introduction to it here. Like, we just got to go over really quickly a few different variants of a of a theory. We got to go really fast through why they wouldn't each work. Mm -hmm. And then we sort of brought a little conclusion to it. And mm -hmm. that's basically exactly what we would be doing. So mm -hmm. this was a good trial run. It was, and a lot more history to it than a lot of the other minis. So it works as a whole. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind, you can find us on our website, conspiracycrasherspodcast.com. Go there, because on that website, it has a link to listen, a link for merch. Um, the Patreon link is up through that. You can learn a little bit about us on it. Um, it's a pretty cool place. Um, we also can be found on Instagram at Conspiracy Crashers Podcast, um, where we will be starting to announce next week's episodes on the Instagram by posting some cryptid images for you guys to try and use to figure out what we're covering. We can be found on Facebook at Conspiracy Crashers, on Twitter at, at Conspiracy Pods, and our email if you have suggestions, ideas of what you want us to cover advice, whatever. Tell us your men in black experience in skeleton suits at conspiracycrasher at gmail.com. Yeah, y'all yeah. just keep being crazy. Um, we yeah. sure are. <laughs>